Welcome to Rated X-Pod. I'm Dan Curtis Thompson. I'm Courtney Gilmore. And this is a podcast where two real-life exes rate and review fictional characters and relationships. And relationships. And today we've got a doozy for you. This is our end-of-the-season couple, our last couple of uh, season mm-hmm. one. But it's not our last episode of the season. No, but... It's not our last episode it's our of the last season. Th- Stay tuned for that. We'll talk about that later. Yes, this is our last uh, couple, re- singular... Uh, uh, couple review and uh, we've been um, we've been stacking up we've been racking up the points of all these rates and reviews for the past uh, few episodes Ooh, baby yes we it's have be yes we have a hot competition and to really add smoke to the fire as they say we <laughs> who's ever said let's add smoke to the fire <laughs> Isn't that the, the part of the fire that everyone at a campfire is trying to get away from? <laughs> Have you ever gone to a bonfire party and been like, this is fun, but it could use a little bit more smoke. We've got a real hot couple coming in hot. Yeah, but really... before we do, before we tell you that, uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at RatedXPod, and you can also subscribe to our uh, Patreon. We have a Patreon where people yes. can give us money, and when we can spend it on things we want. Yeah. Like extra stuff for you guys toys <laughs> toys barbies tonka trucks gi <laughs> <G>. joes <laughs> thanks patrons um yeah you can and then we make the barbies and the gi joes kiss and then we review it <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that next season we can do that on patreon if you go to patreon.com slash rated pod we've got three tiers of membership that you can have extra bonus episodes extra content early access to the episodes and so much more so make sure you to check that out and um in getting into this movie i was really trying to detach myself from the aesthetic of these two very good looking actors just being good looking and charming with Mm. each other the entire time and i wanted that to not affect how i saw their relationship but i have to admit to this podcast that i struggled with that oh me too you even you even like said to me while we were watching you're like oh i'm i'm having a hard time with this i want i want to not like him but oh look at the way he looks at her well, I didn't, okay, I didn't, did you want to not like him? Because I wasn't trying to go in not liking okay. him, but I, I, I think that okay. I, I was coming from, my last viewing of this movie was with my dad roasting it. And so I think I was sure. like still in that mindset of like, oh, this is going to be a dumbass movie. But I, for, I don't think it was. I think it's actually a fairly good movie. Um, I do, like, I agree. You know, but like I just knew that he's so attractive that I didn't want to be mesmerized and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I didn't want those snake eyes hypnotizing me into, you know, but it was hard. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So again, this is something that is obvious for every episode, but the we're about to do some spoilers for this movie. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, go check it out. It's pretty good. Um, but uh, okay, I kind of went into the movie uh expecting to be like oh these, this fucking couple everyone likes them but actually they suck yeah uh because uh i mean like there's one thing that's been talked about for many years is how problematic it is that 
uh, you know, he kept on not taking no for an answer when he was, like, asking her out, right? This is at the and beginning, so, and, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is at the very beginning, uh, the very first scene when they're at the fair, mm-hmm. and the very first thing he says to her is a proposition to go on a date, and she says no, and then he climbs up onto the Ferris wheel and, like, basically says, if you don't go on a date with me, I'm going to kill myself, Yeah, which is fucked up and like that's something that like people have talked about since and been like yeah that is actually not a good way to ask out a girl it is very problematic and i'm like yeah fair enough that's true so i kind of went into that movie into the movie with that mindset and then uh those fucking eyes man yeah i know but okay but do you think because at the time this movie was very popular though do you think Mm -hmm. that most Okay, so I'm with you that I was going into this movie thinking, okay, there's going to be so much toxicity to deconstruct. But, mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I actually, I'm going to, like, spoiler alert, I'm act- I have uh, enough points to try and, like, even out, like, my pros and cons. But I'm actually a fan of this couple. And I'll, and I'll back that Me up too. later. But Me too. And I will too. But, but I'm, I'm but this, thought, there's, there's some toxic stuff for sure. But, but do you think most people... Is like I guess maybe I just like haven't been talking to many people about the Notebook in recent years, but is that the general consensus that actually the the majority of the general public finds them toxic? Because the only reason why I that's, don't know because I think it's just that moment people talk about that that even surprises me only because it's not wrong, it's true, but I'm just surprised mm-hmm. that everyone else is on board with that being a problem because they're so on board with toxic relationships in general, like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, usually when we bring up stuff like this, not that we're, like, ahead of our time, it's just that we've noticed patterns in our own relationship history that have been toxic, and sometimes mm-hmm. we notice that, like, the mass public people who watch like the bachelor or like rom-coms tend to like snub people who disparage that top toxic behavior for sure and so it it surprises me to hear that like a lot of people are like oh he shouldn't have maybe that's just a more obvious move though it is pretty like that is pretty generally shitty to to like do that to um, threaten to kill yourself if someone doesn't go on a date with you. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not in my top 10 things to do. <laughs> and it, Yeah, and so, and right when he... I mean, in his defense, it worked. <laughs> I know, yeah, it definitely worked. You know what, though? Maybe it's because... Maybe it's because I think a lot of people have experience with emotionally manipulative partners who actually in real life have done mm. that. Like, oh, I, I, I have. Oh, my God, yeah. And For sure, even, yeah. I've, I, there, I've met a few girls who have... Actually, literally, I have met a girl who has uh, threatened to kill herself if I like... Because uh, this is like a while ago, I uh, I went over to her place and like afterward, I was like, uh, look, I'm... I, I gotta be up early. I'm I'm gonna go home, mm-hmm. and she was she like threatened to kill herself if I went home. What? And I was like, that's oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, what? crazy. Wait. Yeah. Were you dating? No. What? Oh, this is this is a big story that okay, I don't so not, really want yeah, to go. I, I don't no. I don't want to go into it uh, because it's not fair to no, her no. or anything. That's still but uh, that's still really wild though. Um, that that's yeah so that's all i'm gonna yeah, say about that story so, but it is it is fucked yeah I, 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 my, my whole point of bringing that up is that yeah that does i think people happen. do have that experience and so yeah like mm-hmm. in and this, people are prone to doing that yeah and in this context like we obviously know that he's like joking but i think it's it's like relatable enough that it makes people remember that like oh wait there are people out there who like are very mm-hmm. depressed and who actually use emotional manipulation to do that so even seeing it within like a light-hearted context feels 
like wrong yeah yeah that's the thing like he was doing it in like his charming ryan gosling way so it's uh it was tr- and the thing is it were it was charming to me in the moment it, it was, was tr- it is charming it, yeah. like it worked on me it is it's, okay but also okay uh, <laughs> one thing though i was really thinking about with a lot of the toxicity that i saw in this movie from both sides because she also like hits him a lot and pushes him and slaps him yeah. and stuff like so like she does some pretty fucked up shit too that for some mm. reason nobody talks about but in both of their defense and not that this like makes it better but it also does a little bit in my opinion is that all of that shit happened when they were like 17 years old mm-hmm. in the movie they, they are very and they not very not young. to say that like you can't be a, a piece of shit or and like you should it's it, you, it's fine to do that stuff when you're 17 but at the same time I do a little bit give a pass to like teenagers or like even young 20s people uh, for being a little bit toxic because you haven't learned how to not be yet. Yeah, like they you ha- we had to take that into consideration that they were very young and they hadn't learned. So that's why that is for me too why I'm going a little bit easier on the early stages of their relationship um because mm-hmm. they were so young, but it was very clear from the get-go like right when he sees her like it's that whole you know this movie already within like 10 minutes it's about love at first sight and not being able to help your and this is a ongoing theme too like there are most multiple examples in this movie of like him saying that like when I want something I gotta have it like I gotta go for it like as soon as I lay my eyes mm, on yeah, something yeah 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 I have to yeah. have it. Oh, yeah, he does that, that whole speech. And, and in that little speech, uh, like, that you're talking about when he first, like, sees her on the street after the carnival, right? He's like, he's like when I see something, yeah. I gotta go. And uh, one thing that he said in that that really <laughs> is so... It's, I just can't imagine anyone ever saying this to someone is he says, look, I know, you don't know me, but I know me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and, like... Ob- I'm, obviously, you know you. That's not the point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he, um, you know, and she's turning him down, and he goes, like, he goes, I can be, I can be anything you want. Yeah. Why? You, you yeah, don't uh, know her. You, Why yeah, would you, you? You tell me whatever you want me to be, and I'll, on, I'll be that for you. you no, don't dude, be you. But wait, you don't know that she's worth doing that either yet. You don't know her. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. She might just be, like, a boring person. <laughs> you don't even know her, and you're willing to change yourself. You can be anything she wants you to oh, be. Oh, yeah. You haven't even had a five-minute conversation. Um, but somehow, even at this point where he's, like, so persistent and, like, stopping her in the street, somehow... All because of his charm, all of this was still very hot to me. All of this was working I mean, on me. Yeah, that's and, the thing. It's it, <laughs> it, it really it's, it, it shows... it's, shit, it's shitty behavior, but he's hot. And we've talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Hot privilege. Okay, yeah. we need to talk about hot privilege in this movie because again, if you may, okay, let's take uh, Ryan Gosling out of this movie. Okay, no, Noah is can't. now played. No, take him out and replace him with Steve Buscemi. Okay. <laughs> Or does just, this move? Is it okay if he does any of that stuff? Or Jason Alexander, or um, Gary Busey, like any anyone, Gary or Jason Busey. Alexander? I'm I'm fully imagining George Costanza doing like, all this. I could be stuff. I could be anything you want. I could be anything you want. What do you want? I'll be it. <laughs> um, it wouldn't work. It's the perfect combination of charisma and uh and mm-hmm. youthful charm and good looks and it, it yeah, just and works so well if anyone's listening to this for the first time my theory of hot privilege is that uh if you are as hot as say ryan gosling or you don't even need to be that hot just 
if you're a hot person, you're able to get away with a lot more. Uh, mm-hmm. Typically, if you think back on like an ex you were with, uh, who was like maybe uh, shitty to you, not to say that like uggos can't be shitty, <laughs> but uh, if you think back on like someone you're with who was like really shitty to you that you let get away with stuff, really think to yourself, were they hot? Because is and is that the reason why they were able to get away with it? Because I think maybe the answer is yes. Uh, not of course not for every single person and situation but this is a perfect example if if steve buscemi was hanging from the ferris wheel being like i'm gonna kill myself if you don't go on a date with me uh (laughs) then i mean like we would be like ew no go kill kill yourself fine (laughs) um and that's and that is true the hot privilege but it also go it also has to be included that we let it happen we we there has to oh my be God. someone yeah, of course. we there has to be someone letting the hot person get away with the thing and we're all oh, doing it oh my god yeah it. of course um, uh, uh, any kind of privilege i think doesn't take away from another person's like auton- autonomy no that's not the right word agency in, agency. in or like agency. account sense of accountability in their yeah, own actions yeah, yeah. yeah for sure no but but you know we prioritize beauty as an aesthetic but and we've talked about that before but yeah so that was you know i i was even saying to you i don't even think yes ryan gosling is very very attractive but he's also so because james marsden is also in this movie and it's yeah, so handsome. Yeah, honestly, I think he, I think that he's hotter than Ryan Gosling. Is yeah, popular opinion. So, and I don't, I don't even disagree with you. But Ryan Gosling is just so charming. He's got a charisma yeah, and an energy he about does him. Have a charisma that makes and him. And Rachel hotter. McAdams is also very hot too. Yes. Like it's this is a movie of hot people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but then you know, as we're going on, um, I, th- I think I said to you. So we, you know, now we have this classic uh, rich girl, poor boy dynamic, where it's mm-hmm. like not only does he really want her and have to have her because it's love at first sight, but now there's an obstacle between them, and it's class and status. And um, mm-hmm. essentially, this movie is Titanic without the boat, is what we were saying. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they where that... the iceberg is just dementia. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and they're having that dinner you know they so finally she says yes to him i guess and then they start hanging out and they're having yeah and also okay so their first date when they lie underneath the traffic lights yeah uh he does say one thing to her that again like can you imagine i'll go saying this shit (laughs) is like uh She's like, she's like, I don't know if we should be lying down in the middle of the street. Like, it could be dangerous. And he says to her, just trust. You need to learn to trust. Dude, you don't know her, okay? <laughs> she doesn't know you. What do you mean, trust? You're just yeah. be, you're just a random dude being like, lie down in traffic. And yeah. she's like, I don't know. And, you're, and he's like, oh. someone has trust issues. Yeah. And, um, and then a car almost hits them. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, and that does almost happen. But when they have that dinner, when she brings him home to the family, and it's like this awkward kind of... Well, they they, they try to... They, like, do their best, I guess, to, like, welcome him into the, the family atmosphere and stuff. But you can still tell, you know, they're asking him questions about, like, what do you do and how much money do you make mm-hmm. and stuff. And also, wait, this is an aside. Because uh, then it gets uncomfortable because he says you know he makes like 40 cents an hour what, an hour or whatever and or a um, day or something like that and the, the dad 
tried the dad with the most amazing mustache in the world he tries to change the subject and he goes and he's like oh now let's not oh talk God. let's yeah. not talk about this at you know dinner this should be like let's change the subject to something more lighthearted and then he goes do you guys ever hear the one about the nun and the holstein which is a joke that he started that he didn't finish yeah. and i was like no there's no punchline just goes to the next scene but I, everyone does like, explode laughing at the setup the, the nun and, because i don't think i picked up the nun and the whole like like the cow right like a holstein cow mm-hmm. and i am mm-hmm. fixated on what the end of that joke was and i actually tried to look it up but i couldn't find anything and so i did you come up with your own i was trying to come up with my own and i want to ask you if you were if you had any idea mm. of where that was going because i thought it okay. was gonna go Let, let's workshop this okay yeah. uh so first okay first of all uh i want to say though that uh everyone laughing at the setup to this joke really put a problematic message out there to comedians who think that they can get laughs based on their setups Oh, yeah. That's a comment on the Toronto ever, stand-up community. Um, <laughs> it was killing um, him. He hadn't even gotten to anything. Oh, my God. I know. It's it's kind of like when you're a new comic and you like start writing a joke and you hear where the laughs are in your own head. <laughs> and it's yeah. never where the audience actually laughs. That, yeah. But it's kind of like that, but it actually happened. Okay, so the one about the nun and the Holstein. Ever okay, so Holstein cow is... Okay, my thinking is they're both... They're, you know where I think this was headed? They're both dressed in black and white. So one of them got mistaken... Yeah, of course. One of them got mistaken for the other or something. As like a fat cow. A fat cow or something about milking. Something about breasts, I think. That a nun would like... like yeah. uh, Ever hear the one about the nun and the Holstein cow? Yeah, they both have four tits. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ever heard about the, the nun and the whole Both of them are good was... for your bones. <laughs> one, one has big tits and one one has one's got <laughs> one's got You would be terrible at a dinner one's party. Got, one's got big tits and the Oh my god. Do you do comedy? Do you do stand up comedy? Is this. Okay, take a breath, start again. I'm not editing any of this out. I tried to figure out what I'm. What I'm trying to say with the punchline. I want it to be like. like... One's got big tits. Yeah, but, the, but it's got to be like a misdirect. It's got to be like a misdirect. It's got to be like one's got one's big got big ju- tits. The other one's a, a child of God. Yeah, yeah. One's got big juicy tits, and the other one's going to heaven or something like that. One's- <laughs> yeah, I see what you're trying. I see what you're going for. <laughs> did it war- did it warrant this much time on our podcast? Well, we're not. Yes. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Um, those fucking what else? nuns and Holstein cows. There was a chunk. There was a chunk of time though where, because I was writing notes during the whole movie, but there was like a good chunk of time where I didn't. Oh, I put so much anxiety in like alternating lower caps and high caps, uh, uppercase yeah, and lowercase yeah, okay. letters. Um, because as much as okay, here's what I do love about them, even from the beginning. 
I love that even though it's like a whirlwind, yeah, this movie really heavily focuses on like big romance, big gestures, big love. But the difference for me, because I think a lot of people make fun of this couple for being too caught up in the moment and childish and stuff but they are children I think, at this point yes they are and i think they have that kind of love that um actually is very enviable for adults hmm. um because they um they even remember when uh the mom um Allie's mom mm-hmm. tries to set her straight and be like, he's not good enough for you. And he's, you know, he's a nice boy, but he's not the one for you. And she says, you know, I love him. And she even explains, she's like, you don't look at daddy the way me and Noah look at each other. You don't mm-hmm. touch each other. You don't play. And I thought that was very interesting because it's a good point. Like they do have a lot of warmth and tenderness and playfulness and mutual love that i think is actually really nice it's yeah not just i i do physical agree with attraction. yeah yeah because i mean I like they a... didn't even really have sex uh in no. that summer i mean like they no. kind of did but like honestly, they almost that, did it was a nightmare it, it really yeah it was um. a nightmare and honestly it felt like <laughs> maybe just the tip went in yeah she i mean that scene was very it was unfortunately fun if it was unfortunately you know anxiety inducing and i think i think it was, it was supposed trying... to be a lot more romantic than I found it personally like the because he like brings her into like the house that he like fixes one day which is really awesome but also like it's a haunted mansion right now this is where (laughs) you're gonna fuck for the first time in a haunted mansion like beside a piano that's out of tune that she plays and I really wish that he would have been like hey you need to stop that sounds bad (laughs) but you know what though they when they were getting all hot and heavy at the piano and she and they were like really getting into the moment you know mm-hmm, and they were like mm-hmm. just about to that's when they should have had sex they should oh my have, god yeah they they shouldn't have gone uh, didn't they like go upstairs or something like that no no it's just, it's just like in the the same oh, room, the other but, room but like yeah, he, yeah. Like, first of all he lies down a sheet <laughs> so yeah i know like a cool. tarp he lay, yeah, he, he lays down like a tarp. Yeah, it's like a sheet. That where did he have this sheet? He didn't have it before, so he found it in this haunted house. So it's it's probably like a rat nest. First of all, that he like lies down. He's like romance, and then they decide to slow undress in front of each other. What happened no. to that passion? That like yeah. can't keep your hand. Now you're just gonna stand on opposite side of the rooms yeah. like you're at a, a fucking dance yeah. in the fourth grade and slowly undress in front of each other <laughs> like I had a dance in it the was, fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. It was too awkward and too much pressure to do it that way. They should have just had sex right at the piano. Yeah. But, you know, they were trying to, like, indulge the fantasy and everything, and it went way too far for me, and I totally understand. I think that's a very... She was freaking the hell out. Oh, yeah. I think that's a very relatable moment for a lot of girls who are, you know, what are you thinking right now? Like, what are you... Did you plan mm-hmm. this? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Well, I mean, es- yeah. especially back in that day, like a woman having yeah. sex before marriage, like in the 30s yeah. is like mm-hmm. crazy. It's like it's still I mean, there's, I still know that that stigma can exist today and it can still yeah. be. I don't want to take away anything that uh, uh, any kind of anxiety that it might be like today for young yeah. girls. But like, I think on that level is like supercharged uh, that feeling. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, we had to take that into consideration. But I just was so, it was so unsatisfying to see them have this one moment of passion that looked like it was going somewhere nice and then mm-hmm. it was completely. And then it turns into a her anxiety attack, which, by the yeah. way, ends with him yeah. basically being like, oh my God. <laughs> 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 was he what do you mean was he a dick about it I don't no remember. not really like, like but like he you could he wasn't like nice about it either he i think wasn't he like, was con- i think he was confused like just at the amount of questions she was asking i think he was like he was in like the middle of a very mm-hmm. uh heated moment and so mm-hmm. he you pro- he probably felt like you know he was caught off guard by all of a sudden switching gears so fast, I think. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, uh, um, yeah, so they, they have, like, he puts the tip in and then immediately his friend r- runs in. When, when did he tell his friend that he was going there? Because I thought that like right before this, they're like at either Allie's place or Noah's place or whatever. And they're like kissing mm-hmm. and he's like, do you want to go somewhere? And she's like, yeah. And then they just like go like i thought spontaneously and then his friend just like runs in <laughs> like while they're naked I know, out of nowhere he, he's yeah, like, I don't he's know like bro ali's the, the police are looking for ali and it's like dude were you watching <laughs> maybe he was though through a window or something were you like in that. the bushes you peep peeping tom you peeping yeah, yeah, tom yeah. cuck piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's talk about their breakup because that was an interesting. That this is where we mm. realize that Al, Allie has got some issues. Um, yeah. That we see Allie being very spoilt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like uh, Noah's like hearing her mom scream about the fact that he's trash and stuff. So like, I get that he's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm gonna leave. Plus, he, he at the, at this point, he knows that she's gonna be going away at the end of the summer. He doesn't want to like stop her from you know getting an education like mm-hmm. she wants to and stuff. And she's like, no, I don't want to. Like, you can come to New York with me. And he's like, ah, what's there for me? And he, she's like, me. And uh, honestly, I'm glad that he was like, yeah, that's not enough. Yes, me too. That was actually a pivotal moment for me watching him say that because I'm like, good for you. That's not yeah. enough. That's not enough. Yeah. Just going, yeah. And uh, so that was actually very healthy for me. But then it takes mm-hmm. a turn for the unhealthy when he's like, <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to break up. And then she starts slapping him and pushing him. And mm-hmm. uh, and look, as someone who's been in a relationship with someone who liked to do that shit, even if you're like a bigger guy or whatever, or that, or you can take it or whatever it still mm-hmm. can fuck you up and oh yeah that's so it's so not cool uh yeah. on a very visceral level for me but uh it nonetheless that being said uh i still find it very funny uh that she's like slapping him kicking him and uh, like pushing him and hitting his car and stuff and then like he drives away and she's like wait no wait you're not actually going though right <laughs> i thought that was really yeah, yeah. funny wait wait we're not really breaking up are yeah, we? yeah 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 i was like that was really funny like that's i don't know as much as like uh, some of that was like a little triggering for me i i respect a joke you know <laughs> it was a good I respect comedy a, in the moment. I, I respect yeah. a good joke good, um good comedic timing yeah um here so yeah so in that moment i was like okay ali has got some like anger issues that she needs Mm -hmm. to work out because that's absolutely not okay the way she was like throwing i mean her tantrum was very much like but again she was like 17 and again that doesn't justify it but she's she's a kid and doesn't know how to like handle her own her own anger and like 
she still has like moments that pop out later on in her life, but like not never that again. No, she's like, oh, I hate you. But I mean, even for a seventeen, like even for a seventeen-year-old, like she was acting like a three-year-old. Um, That's true. But, yeah, she was um, having a full but tantrum. Here's, it was a full tantrum. But here's one thing that I found interesting about that. So. Then today, I read this psychologist page on Instagram where, like, she gives quotes about relationships and stuff. And it reminded me of how I think Allie, um, why Allie reacted the way she did and why a lot of people in her position react similarly when they feel threatened. Um, she, even though they were kids and they were very young, this whole push and pull between, like, she's from a, a rich high class family and he is a poor guy who maybe can't offer her offer her what she's supposed to be offered um would be an internal conflict for her because she loves him for who he is but she is very wrapped up in like ego identification which mm. is who you think you're supposed to be based on your concept of self as it is um, assigned to you by your parents right. and trying to get approval from them. Um, I'm just going to read this quote. So it goes, our ego is the mental concept of who we are based on our early lived environment. And mm. it's the many, it's the ego is like the identity that many of us are unconscious or, or unaware of. And as children, our greatest need is to have secure, loving attachments to our parent figures mm. and our ego is formed based on what traits they feel are acceptable and desirable. Wow. So whenever that's attacked and you feel like um, it's like this push-pull and you're, you're, your parents are going to disapprove of you, it's like they're disapproving of your identity because mm -hmm. up, to that, up to that point, who you are is who they They've told decided. you you yeah. are. Yeah. So that's a very real that's very internal real. conflict. Yeah. And so when that's triggered at 17, you're just going to fly off the handle because you don't know what to do. You're no, just of course torn. not. Yeah. Yeah, you just you so, lash out a little bit. And again, it, it's not... It doesn't justify it. But, but I that's think... the thing. There, there's a difference between excuses and reasons. These are, these are reasons that uh, yeah. she was being toxic there, but it's not an excuse. Yeah, it's not an excuse, but I think that it just kind of um, proves that her feelings for him were very strong and very mm -hmm. valid. She just yeah. didn't know how to, to you express know, them. Yeah. express them and handle the fact that her parents really were going to look down. Because, you know, later on, uh, you know, and we'll get into this when it comes up, but later on when she's still back and forth, like she goes back to Noah and like reconnects with him, but she still hasn't fully decided that she wants to be with him only because her mom and her parents. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like she's still constantly living under the approval of her environment, you know? That's yeah. very important to her. And where other people might see that as like, oh, this girl just, he can't make up her mind. She's playing, like, she's leading him on. I don't think it, that's what it is. I think that it's a really valid internal struggle that you have when you come from a background that is so conservative um, and conservative mm -hmm. and smothering and you know 
they dictate who you are. Yeah. I think that she wasn't trying to play around with him. She just like really did not know how to handle. No, that's this that's lo- a lot to love. put on on a seventeen year old girl's shoulders. But first, she meets James Marsden. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they break up. There's really okay. There's a uh, World War Two <laughs> happens in this movie, and it's really uh-huh. brushed over. <laughs> I forgot yeah, that. It's that's... like in the background. Yeah, is I forgot that that's a part of it. They're like, and then the war came, and Noah went away, and he watched his friend die, and then uh, he came back, and uh, honestly, the only thing that really phased him was Allie. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) This guy is so wrapped up. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, yeah, uh, then she meets James Marsden's character Lon, which come on, Lon. 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 That's not What's a name. What's Lon? What's his name? <laughs> yeah. You said it was, you said it was, what did you say? Lon, it's short for Lonathan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that classic name. You know? I always see that on the, on those key tag chains at the airport, you know, there's yeah, like, like K- Katie, Ben, Lonathan, you know. <laughs> well, I, ha- I have heard like Lonnie. Lonnie, what... yeah, not for Lonnie, yeah. What, what is Lon short for? I don't uh, know. I'm not sure it's short for anything. Oh, it's short for Alonzo. What? Really? Yeah. Huh. It's a, it, uh, the name Lon means noble and is of Spanish origin. Don't see that in James Marsden, to be honest. <laughs> no, I don't think. <laughs> I think they just called him Lon. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, he was just, his mom just gave birth to him and I'm like, what should we name him? And the husband's like, uh, uh, like looking around the room. He looks outside. It's like, lawn. Yeah, yeah. The thing I forgot to mow that yesterday. God damn it. Uh, if I name my kid lawn, maybe I'll remember to mow it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, uh, they when, meet and honestly, okay. So my feelings are lawn mm-hmm. is a very good guy. A uh, very understanding guy because uh, even after you know, like they decide to get married and uh, they've been together for a while, Allie goes back mm-hmm. home and like you know hooks up with Noah and like starts rekindling that. And when she when he finds out, he's like, "It's okay. I I do. Uh, it sucks, mm-hmm. but I I get it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think we can move past this." I'm like, dude. That's amazing. This is the era of beating your wives, and this is your reaction. That's fucking fantastic. Uh, and yeah, I was. I think that I don't know. I personally think that like, if I were to rate that relationship, I'd give it a five. I think that they're they're really good together. Their families get along. They get along. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they laugh with each other. They have uh, fun with each other. Uh, they're both attracted to each other. Uh, they're both able to give the other person what they're looking for. Uh, and then uh, she's just not interested. So actually, you know what? The, I, think, I take yeah, that exactly. back. I take that back yeah. then. Uh, and you know what? This is this is actually what I just did is a very good uh, uh, example of a justification we do. Uh, like not like we, you and me, but like people do. Mm-hmm. And, and I've done too in post breakups is going um is ta- is talking about how perfect the relationship is and uh focusing on all on how like uh we gave each other this and this and this and this uh while negating the fact that yeah but they didn't want to be with you you know well yeah yeah for sure like, for i think sure. that we do that a lot in, in breakups and i'm now doing that to their breakup 
but well, I I think that she was. Conf- I mean, we don't see a whole lot of quality time between Ali and Lon, except that we do know that. Uh, well, first of all, they met while he was while she was nursing him, mm-hmm. and he was severely injured, which only further proves my point in this movie that guys will stop at nothing to get a girl, even injury. Like, he was, like, really on almost his deathbed. He was so broken and bruised up, and he was like, hey, can I get your number? You know what? And then... And then she, and then, and he, and it was, it was very uh, reflective of like, and I know this was like of the time too, but it was still very like, like that's what uh, Noah was doing. Like the persistence mm-hmm. of like, I need to get this girl's attention no matter what. Can I tell you something though? Yeah. Uh, so my grand, my dad's parents, my grandfather uh, ha- was missing one of his legs. Uh, he got amputated mm-hmm. and uh, what's that? I relate. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, just wanted, I just wanted to share a little been amputation there. story. You have been not there. been there. You didn't get been yours there. amputated. <laughs> Whatever. I don't have a leg. Me and your me and your grandps are buds. Oh my god. Yeah. Because everyone knows all amputees know each other, no matter how they dead they are before you're even a person. <laughs> it's a spirit thing. It's a spiritual yeah. thing. Well, because mm-hmm. so my grandfather, uh, he got his leg run over by like a basically like a streetcar in South Africa, and uh, my grandmother was a nurse in South Africa, and they met because she was holding him down while they were amputating his leg. So that shit does happen. Yeah, it does. And can I tell and you? And again, else? that would have been very much in the exact same time period too. So you're right; yeah, it is yeah. of the time. It is of the time. And can I tell you something else on a personal note? When um, you yeah, I get it. So, you also don't have a leg. Yeah, also. Yeah, and so for our listeners, if you don't know me, I don't have a leg. And when I met your dad, that was the one, the first story that he told me. Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Was, was, was that one. <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing. He did I not. It. He did, absolutely. That was the first no. story he told me. Yes, he did. So I uh, noticed you don't have a leg. Well, uh, funny story about that if you want to hear some romance. <laughs> I appreciated it. I yeah. mean, um, but yeah, that does that does happen for sure. But um, yeah, like his, you know, the the families did get along, and you know what I was watching, waiting for, and I think it was because we were fresh off of we had just recently watched Titanic. I was waiting for him to be a villain. Um, <laughs> like like you're sp- expecting him to be like Cal. Billy's yes exactly yeah. i was expecting a billy zane i thought he was gonna like, i mean it makes her. sense cal lawn both stupid yeah. names yeah i don't know i was waiting for those moments of him being a real asshole and he wasn't and mm-hmm. so he was very respectful but, of her he obviously see, adored her Mm-hmm. but this is what i think is more interesting to storytelling i mean like i think uh what they did with billy zane and cal and titanic was great and everything but i think it is more compelling mm-hmm. when uh, you as the audience get to watch her have to choose between two good guys instead yes. of yeah. on the obvious choice and the obvious wrong choice. Yeah, and so I think that, you know, I know you're saying that, like, you don't want to romanticize both parts of the relationship if she wasn't totally into it, but I do think she was torn because she did genu- mm-hmm. genuinely she love She did him. love him, yeah. And she wasn't expecting... She didn't know that Noah had been writing to her, so she wasn't expecting to really rekindle anything um, with him 
I don't think ever. I think, but although you know, I in think the narration, a little bit, though. a little bit. Like in the narration, we do hear, you know, and this is a, this is not a good sign when the guy who proposes to you, the first thing you think of is the other guy's face. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, that's not a good thing. Yeah. That's not a good sign. You know but, what? Uh, um, one thing that we're leaving out though is that um, Noah also had a somebody named Martha, yes. uh, who was a widow. Uh, a wartime widow, and he was just constantly a piece of shit to her. <laughs> just always so cold. Was... And uh, okay, the, the the funniest part about this though is the fact that uh, the notebook that um, old Noah is reading to old Allie was actually written by Allie uh, mm-hmm. as like a way for him to like you know try and bring her back to him uh, in dementia. Uh, the funniest part is that she included that. She didn't, that, that didn't need to be included. She basically was like, uh, was like, she basically like wrote in the novel, like Noah, Noah and Allie loved each other so much. Every day they thought dearly of each other. And meanwhile, there was a widow that Noah was cold to. Remembered Noah? Do you remember that? You piece of shit. (laughs) So now he has to read this to her every day being like, Oh, fuck. Here's the Martha chapter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, mean, I know. <laughs> he, I mean, he he deserved it. He had it coming. I feel yeah. like the way he treated her was awful. Yeah. Um, and this was where we really got got to see how Noah did... No, After the breakup, Noah really regressed in his emotional state. Like, mm-hmm. he was cold and so aloof and... Like, yeah. just maybe be, be alone then. Don't date then if you're yeah. going to be an asshole to or, the next girl. That was so... Or if you're not in a place to be that what that person needs, be very upfront about it. We Yeah, we felt you really know, like bad it, for her because... Oh my God, yeah. She deserved so much so better sad. justice for Martha. Yeah, she was so uh, sad. I hope that her and Lon get together. Yeah, she really deserved something. She was... Yeah. I felt really bad for her. That was a really sad... But we're going to write a rom-com about, yeah, we'll do it about Martha Martha. called Martha and me me. (laughs) or Martha, my dear, (laughs) Martha, my dear. Um, and Noah built, you know, meanwhile, as he's, you know, going through this little, you know, casual relationship with Martha, he had built the house. He built the house. Yeah. He built the house to, (laughs) to like lure her back in like the witch in Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, yeah that's tried to true. Throw out some breadcrumbs to like yeah. get her to come to him. Yeah, like he was building and... with his with his dad and his dad was like, I don't know if gingerbread's the right choice, but <laughs> Allie loves gingerbread. Um, um but one thing that I thought was funny, yeah, because yeah, because he he builds up this house perfectly, and and uh, when he's a kid, he's always like he was like, and he shows her the house for the first place. He's like, look at this place. Uh, I'm gonna make it like this. I'm gonna make it like this. I'm gonna do this. And she's like, well, what what about me? He's like, well, what do you want? He's like, she's like, I want a a room where I can paint. And he's like, yeah, I can do that for you. And so he finishes the house. Then she comes by unexpectedly. And then one day she wakes up and uh, he's like, I didn't want to wake you. He leaves a note for her. Didn't want to wake you. Follow the arrows for a surprise. And the surpri- yeah. and she follows the arrows. And big, very romantic. She follows the arrows. And it leads into the room that is now her painting studio, like he promised mm-hmm. all those years ago, which is very romantic. But at the same time, I, like... 
<laughs> why is she just now seeing this? She's been there for a few days. Like, there's yeah. n- like no way did he like set up a whole room while she was still sleeping in the morning, still catching her <laughs> yeah. Z's, and he's just like hammering away quietly. He's like, I've got to finish this room so she can paint. <laughs> Why wasn't that not the that, one of the first things he showed her? Yeah. Why yeah, why would why was it just not all completely done? Yeah. Or like everything? yeah, like she comes over and she, again, she's been there for a few days, so I'm sure at one point she would have been like, "So can I get a tour?" <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, I love yeah. can I can I look around? He's like, "Yeah, okay, just don't go in that room." Why what's in that room? <laughs> You'll know in a few days. I got a romantic <laughs> gesture waiting for you when you wake up. She's in one room per day. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's, you know, she's there and uh, she gets to even meet Martha. And that was a whole mood. That was a whole, like, um, I was saying to you that it was like kind of a power move. How, I don't know if you've ever witnessed the situation where, like, um, a girlfriend... A current girlfriend meets the the recent ex girlfriend, or like that kind of dynamic, where you or like, yeah, I've um, experienced that. You know, like the girl. Who I've experienced wants that with be, you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like someone feels like you know this girl is a better fit for him, but I don't want to say so. And poor Martha is like you know, uh, just admiring, uh, you know, this amazing, lively sensational personality that is Allie so, and she's mm-hmm. so like in awe of her that she even tells him and is like mm-hmm. you know I want what I want what you guys have yeah which she deserves yeah she does and, deserve you know, I love Martha I would yeah, I would give her what I would be whatever she wants <laughs> I'll be whatever you want <laughs> um yeah because there's no like what like what do you think of like there's no um we're we're meant to I feel like we're meant to to think that, um, you know, Noah has been so affected by their past love and how broken and damaged he is mm-hmm. that it's almost like we're supposed to think that he deserves to be this shitty because he's damaged. Like I think that is the like it, in, what like they're saying. Roma- but... Yeah, almost like it's romantic. Like, look at how broken mm-hmm. he is over Allie that he would go so far as to act like such an asshole yeah. to this poor girl. Yeah. Which is not... That's not, not cool, and I've I've been I've been Martha I've been Martha Oh I've been Martha um, too for sure yeah, I've been I, Martha I that was that was a very triggering scene of like seeing a guy like shut down and be like no I I have nothing left to give yeah. because of my ex you know Oh man whatever. it sucks being Martha but uh, it sucks being Martha but you know what I Well we're um, we're running out of time so uh is there anything else we want to say about this couple before we review them I feel like there's oh, there's so um, much more we could say Well let's get it. we can get into more things and we can edit as necessary you know like we can okay. just kind of see what works and what doesn't work yeah. um because i still think that um once once ali is with noah and she goes back she tells she tells lon about it which i think is a good thing that she mm-hmm. told lon about the whole thing mm-hmm. um especially when she's right, like, especially when she's at a, a place where she doesn't know what her next move is because she's yeah. she's not I mean, like saying kinda... like i'm leaving you right now was she no i i, I don't think so mm. but i don't know if that really leaves him in a favorable position anyways because right. it's like what are you supposed to say or do yeah but uh i do like that she told him but um 
But yeah, so in the end, like I guess the wrap up of this is like you know we see the whole the paddle boat the 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 big kissing scene. Mm-hmm. We find out that Noah's been writing letters to her all along. Yeah, and yeah, it, it, and her mom's been yeah. hiding them. Yeah, and even so, though okay, uh, the mom thing is kind of weird for me because like her mom's like let me let me take you for a ride. I'll show you how similar we are. Brings her to like a construction yard, shows her some dude that she used to be in love with, and she's like, mm-hmm. see. I get it. I'm like, so then why were you doing <laughs> this? Yeah, why were you doing this? If you understand that point of view and that you that yeah, sure you love your your husband but like it's not it's not the same. Why wouldn't you why what the fuck, mom? That honestly yeah. that should have been the reaction from Ali is, what the fuck, mom? So you yeah. knew this back when you called him trash and then hid all his letters? Fuck you, yeah. mom. Yeah, I, it was that was so. I find insane. that I find that scene so strange because it's like, it oh, strange. look, her mom also loved somebody. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, but like, well, then, yeah, well, that doesn't, yeah, but does, that makes even less sense then, yeah. that she gets it, but completely hid it, it from her. Um, but you know, we, you know, it all ends up well. They they're together, and we, you know. It's like, I mean, do you think in the theater people didn't know at the beginning that the old couple is them? Like, are we supposed to, like... I think that's the idea, but... Was that the twist? I think that was supposed to be a twist, yeah. But, like, now that's just so common knowledge. It's kind of like watching Star Wars and being like, wait, he's his his father? Like, everyone knows now. It it ends so sadly, and then there's the birds, which is, like, the birds is the ongoing theme of Mm -hmm. the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like, she's like, call me a bird, because, like, I think that if I were to be reincarnated, I'd be a bird. So tell me I'm a bird. Do you think we're birds? And she's like, that's not how reincarnation works. I, yeah, don't ju- so, I don't just get to be like, you're a bird now. <laughs> Welcome to your new life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, okay. Well, let's let's rate this couple now. We know how it ends. They end up together. They have a lot. They have kids and grandkids and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, so what do we think? What I, do we think of them? I got a thought. Okay. Um, what are we rating them out of? Because, uh, again, for this um, podcast, for people we don't, uh, out of birds probably. <laughs> Yeah, maybe birds. Yeah, uh, we birds. we always use the uh, the numerical number as a whatever counter from the whatever franchise we're talking about. So, yeah. uh, so this is gonna be uh, I'm gonna be rating out of five birds. Courtney's gonna be rating out of five birds, and then we're gonna put those birds together to see if we got a flock Fly of ten. Away. <laughs> um, All right. So I'm gonna give them. It's a little gruesome. I'm gonna give them four gruesome? and a half birds. <laughs> Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is gruesome. Half of the bird, mm-hmm. which half? Uh, the front end, so it can feel the pain. Uh, and, okay, so the reason I'm giving them four and a half is because, I, again, I think this is a really nice couple. I really do. I think that it's a, a couple that lasts the test of time. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, like, there are so many, like, uh, really beautiful moments, even as like old Noah and Allie, where he's, uh, mm-hmm. he, where like the kids are like, Dad, why are you living here at this hospital? And he's like, I'm gonna be here for her. That's what I'm gonna yeah. do. And I think that's really lovely. The fact that he does, uh, uh, like my, my grandmother currently has dementia right now. And uh, it, the depiction of like her sundowning, uh, where like she just like suddenly goes into like, uh, a different uh like a forgetful place 
is realistic and it's very hard on uh, caretakers. And he's essentially being like a sort of caretaker among with other like hired caretakers. But uh, that's a really hard job he has. And he's doing it uh, tirelessly. Uh, not to say it doesn't affect him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like that that scene where she like starts forgetting where who everyone is and he starts crying. That like broke me a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's like moments like that, and uh, they they do constantly choose each other. They do uh, love to have fun together. They laugh together. I think that they're a very strong couple. Uh, where mm-hmm. a dock point, uh, the half point is, uh, and I typically I would give this uh, dock more than. A half point for this but it's from you know the uh you know like him not accepting no as an answer at the beginning and uh her like hitting him and stuff mm-hmm. at the beginning and again I, I would probably dock a lot of points for that stuff on any other couple but the fact that this happened when they were uh teenagers and and again it's not an excuse i'm not excusing that behavior but the fact that it happened when they were so young and didn't know better really and they're at a, in a a time period where like nobody knew better uh yeah that kind of justifies it in a weird way to me i i i can understand i can empathize with it more um yeah and uh and also because that happened when they were young and dumb and in a different time uh and then that was really the only part of their relationship that happened because the rest of it you know they kind of yell at each other and stuff which again isn't that cool mm-hmm. uh but they they've made it they make it work and they've moved past that stuff so that to me is like a redemption story that's why i only take off half a point so four out of 4.5 out of five birds for me that's a very fair assessment i think that's very thorough and well well constructed as a case for alianoa um i think very similarly i think that they're a very strong couple. They play, they laugh together. The moments and time that they spend together are always high quality. They have amazing chemistry. Um, you know, we get to see them as immature kids who are figuring it out. And, you know, they do have some bumps in the road. But the fact that they could go that much time apart as teens and get into their, you know, adulthood and then come back to each other choose each other and then build an entire life which we didn't get to see like but they have kids and they have grandkids and they build a whole life and then make it to you know dementia which is its own profound struggle oh my god and yeah. to and to be able to surmount that and still feel that level of love is i think a very mm-hmm. cherishable type of love and one that i honestly didn't think i was gonna get behind i did not think i, was I, I be really either. forgot <laughs> that this actually is a very solid couple yes there were some moments of you know um immaturity and you know and you know with noah mm-hmm. and with um and with lawn um the whole thing also with guys uh threatening to do something and then making the girl promise to go out with them what in a moment of vulnerability happened twice in this movie. Lon did it too. Lon was uh, when he was injured in the war mm-hmm. and then uh, he was like she was nursing him and then he you know she was like let's just sh- let's just put you back to bed and let not talk about this when he's asking her out right. and then she like he like made her promise that they were gonna go out and then 
came circled back to it later on uh, and was like, hey, what about that date? You know, you promised me when I was on my deathbed that we're going to go out. Noah did that too. Noah did the next day. was like, remember when I was going to kill myself? You promised. You promised. Yeah, you were that's go out true. With me. That's so, so true. <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up. Making girls, making girls promise in, in uh, their time of vulnerability is weird. But they're a solid couple. And um, I don't think it's a question that if you can sustain that type of connection for that long, that's a, a pretty strong and big achievement. So I'm going to give them a 4.5 as well. I'm going to match you on that 4.5 birds. That makes a whole bird. That, that makes ha- a whole bird. Half, we got a those bird. Those two half birds. If you... <laughs> so they're at nine birds. So they're at nine birds. Wow. Which I, is that our is highest? Really high score. I think it might be our highest. And that's a really uh, mm. good note to leave it on for our season finale right before we do This the isn't a season board. finale. No, but I mean like the it's our last couple that we're reviewing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Pit, yes. Them, all, pit them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's um, that's a high note to leave it on. Yeah, so, that's so... going to really, really uh, make things juicy mm-hmm. when we, we come back next episode and yeah. pit, pit so, them all against each other. Yeah, so our next episode is our finale of season one. And we'll be back mm-hmm. in a few weeks. We're just going to take some time to, you know, watching TV shows and stuff takes time. So we're going to... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, take some time to do that, but we're still, if you want to follow us on Patreon, we're still going to be adding some stuff there. We got our, our mini meme episodes where we do uh, little tiny 10, 15 minute episodes about memes we see or songs we hear about relationships. Uh, we're going to be still putting out some content in our off time, but uh, we're going to be catching up on some new couples coming up in season two uh, who we will be uh, releasing very soon. Uh, so Courtney, why don't you tell them, uh, tell the people about what our last, uh, our finale is going to be like. Yeah. So we're going to take all the scores that we've, uh, accumulated for all these couples and we are going to, uh, crown, we're going to revisit the high scores and we're going to crown, which is actually the best couple. So Mm -hmm. we're going to revisit everyone who got the highest scores and uh, see which of them, which among them are the reigning champions and get the title of best couple. That's right. And, uh, and uh, for Patreon, we are also going to do an episode where we rate and review the worst couples based on their low scores. Mm-hmm. So that will be an interesting tournament. And we have the chance to revisit and make other points if we want, you mm-hmm. know. So this mm-hmm. is our chance mm-hmm. to be like, hmm, like, you know, really, right. really get into so it. Please, so please, if if, uh, if if you have any thoughts on uh, or, or something that we missed uh, talking about in any of the episodes or this one, uh, please leave a comment uh, and give us a rating on uh, uh, Apple, Apple. Apple Podcasts. Uh, it takes just a quick second to give us a... Uh, out of, uh, out of five rating, we do the rating. You give us a shot. Why don't you tell us uh, how we did? Make it out of t- change the stars into birds in your mind if you want. <laughs> and uh, if if you can leave us a, a comment in the uh, comment section too, that would be uh, really helpful for us. Uh, again, you can follow us on Rated X Pod uh, at Rated X Pod on Instagram and uh, on our Patreon uh, Patreon.com/RatedXPod. Uh, if you want to follow me, Dan Curtis Thompson, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, at DCT Comedy. And you can follow me on Instagram at Courtney J. Gilmore. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone. That's right. We got one more episode, guys. So until then, Woo-hoo. you stay frosty out there. Oh. <laughs>